And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good evening, sweet world, and welcome to the late night edition of the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. June 13th, and the Warriors just took a pivotal Game 5. <laughs> I can't believe the nerve of you guys on today's podcast debating whether a Game 5 of a 2-2 Finals series was pivotal. Indeed it was, and the Warriors win uh, 104-94. We're going to break it all down here tonight. Uh, I'm Jay Skeets, back from running a marathon, and the guy's holding it down while I was gone. We got Tass Mellis. Hey, Skeeters. Glad to have you back. What's up, Tassie? We got Tapshot Hopboy. Oh, he's got the No Dunks jersey on. Maybe a little hot in the Kirby household. Trey Kirby, what's up, man? Ayo. 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 And, of course, the international man of mystery taken to the Max Lee Ellis. JD in the background, pushing the button, making things sound sexy. Hello to the stream team here. Late on a Monday night. Appreciate you guys joining us. Get your comments in there. They're firing away. The takes are hot. People are saying Wiggins is going to win finals MVP and just steal oh. it from Curry like Iguodala did. Oh, my God. The Wiggins You're game crazy. is unbelievable. Yeah, but drop your comments uh, both in the stream team or if you're watching this or listening to this a little bit later in the comments below or tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Yeah, entertaining game task. Get it started, man. Uh, Warriors 104, Celtics 94, like I said. Uh, but it was, you know, it was a one-point game there until things got out of control there for, for Boston. And another fourth quarter, they let slip away. Mm, yeah, they will mm. rue the day. Two bad fourth quarters in a row. We expected them to bounce back in a fourth quarter after that 19-pointer in game four. But it was fun watching the Warriors come out just hitting hard. Every cut, every drive was intense. Andrew Wiggins' setup of Draymond Green on the second drive of this game, or second play of this game, I don't think I've ever seen Andrew Wiggins move faster than that. <laughs> and it, it just it snowballed. Uh, he just he shoved off Jalen Brown, um, or threw Tatum off to, to get a, some space. Then Clay did it. That first quarter, Everything for the Warriors said they're going home, their role players are going to play tough. And then in the third quarter, the Celtics did the exact same thing. Every single possession, defensively and offensively with purpose. So I thought we were lining up for a great fourth quarter and no Curry to start the fourth quarter. And somehow the Warriors won those minutes by eight freaking points because it was just wild. Wiggins came out set things up and then uh, some bad Marcus Smart minutes. Jalen Brown losing the ball on two straight possessions. Tatum shot an air ball. So that's why it's just, it was hard, a little painful to watch. I, I just didn't want two games in a row of bad fourth quarter execution from the Celtics. And really you go back and watch every possession again here in game five and a lot of bad things happened uh, for 
basically everybody. Udoka said, Derek White, uh, you're not shooting well. You're not defending well. You're off. He brings in Marcus Smart. You can see Smart sprint up to the scorer's table. And he kind of, you know, he was that overzealous Marcus Smart doing a lot of bad things. That flop on Mark on Clay Thompson that didn't work, resulting in an open three. Got a tech for complaining. And then he got out Marcus Smarted by Jordan Poole there on that flop. And mm-hmm. boom, game over, really. Uh that's that's why it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt the Celtics, I think, looking back at Game Four and now Game Five again. Same story. Lee, mm. Andrew Wiggins, man, <sighs> this guy has flipped the narrative about him on its head this season. I mean, being a starter uh, in the All Star game and then going to another level even here in the postseason and then here in the finals. I mean, this was an unbelievable Wiggins game. I mean, I'll just give you the stat line: twenty six points, thirteen boards. 12 of 23 shooting. Now, he didn't hit a three. That's where the one like area of his game that he struggled tonight. Two of three at the line, and then two assists, two steals, and a block. And he was by far the best player in this game, which is crazy in a game that has Curry going and Tatum going and obviously some other talent. Uh, yeah, Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins combined to go 0 for 15 from downtown, and they win mm-hmm. this game comfortably because Andrew Wiggins was incredible tonight. I mean, honestly, when he's not taking those threes, and sure, he wasn't hitting he can hit it fine. But it's when he takes those little mid-ranges and he drives inside. He had the huge dunk, the emphatic dunk there on uh, Derek White at the end. He just really has found a way to sort of highlight the strengths of his game and play to those and not try to be anything else, not try to be anything different. Because, you know, when you're the number one pick and he goes to Minnesota, he was expected to do all those things. And I think we're what we're really seeing in his time here in Golden State, he's just not comfortable being a number one. He's happy being a number four on a team because that means he doesn't have those expectations but when he goes and he uses his speed and his athleticism he gets to the right spot and he just takes good better looks than what he took where he's doing those uh in minnesota we saw those two or three dribbles spinning around fading away deep uh, mid-ranges that's not his game but when he's comfortable and he gets to his position and he rises up like he did tonight he's fantastic this is just a, a guy i mean he just looked composed out there as well i mean apart from those threes that missed and mike breen mentioned it like way off there on a couple of them <laughs> but he just didn't really look like he could be sped up tonight and then on the defensive end i thought he also was fantastic really getting into the yeah. grill of jason tatum now i think look the celtics did themselves no favors tonight i thought their passing and their taking care of the ball was absolutely abysmal uh, and they couldn't hit free throws. They couldn't hit three-pointers, and then all of a sudden they couldn't miss three-pointers. But ultimately, uh, I think the Celtics, the, they, I just cannot believe how careless they are with the ball. Their first five or six turnovers weren't necessarily pressure defense. It was just like sloppy offense here. So for the Celtics, absolutely, they're going to kick themselves because you get a game like this. Now, it's funny. You want Steph Curry to get support from his teammates. But you also don't expect him to be quite as bad as he was tonight, not even hitting a three for the first time, I believe, in his playoff career. Uh, But the Warriors win this game comfortably in the end. And so the Celtics had a great chance here tonight. And ultimately, I think they've got themselves to blame. But also, uh, Andrew Wiggins stepped up in the moment. And Clay Thompson, who's also been a little bit up and down in the final series here, he was also fantastic. So, But the game sort of turned when Jordan Poole hit that wild three at the end of the third quarter there, uh, banking it in. Uh, incredible stuff there. And then the Warriors just pulled away because the Celtics turned the third quarter on, on its head. They actually outplayed the Warriors in that third quarter. But ultimately, that doesn't matter if then you can't score in the fourth quarter. So crazy to see, man. The Warriors now one win away from another championship. 
I think it was Wiggins that went and got that uh, rebound too to uh, kick it out to Poole. Who he got the, the assist? The yeah, court too. Yeah, I mean, he's just the work he's doing it, just going and gobbling up rebounds. Trey, as a big beef fan, you must be relishing <laughs> this. Like he is just like, I mean, he he is looking as he should be, especially when he was drafted, like the most athletic player out on the floor, and he's just like going up and like just snatching rebounds like these last couple of games. Where were you the night Andrew Wiggins became Wiggins Island? This was incredible stuff from this guy. I don't know if uh, Slim Jim is like an all-beef product, but potential nickname for Wiggins, the way he's boarding out there because the guy is springy and snappy. Shout out to my guy, Macho Man Randy Savage. But honestly, Wiggins was the best player from in the game from the tip. He was driving hard to the rim, attacking space. Uh, in the third quarter, he kind of disappeared. That was the only quarter where he wasn't really doing much offensively, but he was bringing it defensively against Tatum and then hitting the glass and able to really, you know, put a dagger on things. That dunk was not the end of the game, but it certainly felt like the end of the game, and it felt like this is the Andrew Wiggins game. The Celtics got a win in game one on an Al Horford game. Mm-hmm. Now the Warriors are getting a win on an Andrew Wiggins game. You got to get a random performance from one of your non-stars to win in the NBA Finals. The Warriors got that tonight. I'm with Lee. This was a winnable game for the Celtics, except for they kept turning the ball over. 18 turnovers, obviously way too many, but just a streaky, streaky game for a streaky team. Skeets, I know you didn't... You thought it was pivotal, but you can't go into game six thinking this thing's over already. We've seen the Celtics bounce back time and time again. The Warriors got a crazy performance from Andrew Wiggins to pull off the win here. Like Lee said, Poole was instrumental, kind of cracking things open uh, before really unleashing everything in the fourth quarter. This series feels like it turns every 15 minutes of gameplay, you know? It felt like it was over in the first quarter. Then the Celtics couldn't miss. Then the Warriors were back, and Andrew Wiggins is suddenly looking like Maple Jordan out there. Who knows what's going on? Wiggins was incredible, though, to watch tonight. Uh, Yeah, you're right. I mean, still, it's a game five, guys. We kept saying it was pivotal, 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 and suddenly you guys are telling me it's not. I I didn't like that. But uh, (laughs) I also feel like the Warriors won the championship tonight. I think that I don't don't think they're going to be beaten twice in a row, but... That all said, you said it, Trey. It's like up is down, down is up half the time in this series. Like you think you've figured it out. It's like, oh, the Warriors, they dominate the third quarter. That's their thing. And then suddenly it's the Celtics thing. And you said it, Lee. Nobody can hit a three for quarters at a time. And then nobody can miss a three. It's like Mm -hmm. just because the fluctuation is sort of all over the map here. But uh, yeah, what else from the Warriors tonight? Uh, You know, impressed you. I mean, obviously Wiggins task, but... Other moves that Kerr made, you know, minutes from like Gary Payton second. What what else jumped out to you? Well, just first on Wiggins, because obviously he's not a number one guy in the NBA, but he was a number one guy tonight (laughs) and they needed him to be. I I thought in the fourth quarter, at the beginning of that fourth quarter, when they Curry was sitting on the bench, they needed a guy to go to. And there was a possession where, you know, he kind of had the ball up top. Usual Wiggins, we would think okay, he'll pass the ball. But from up top, he just decided, I'm going directly to the hoop, hard drive for a score. And, you know, we've been saying that the team has been riding uh, Steph Curry's back all series. Totally true. He was a fantastic decoy tonight, fantastic passer tonight. But they rode Wiggins back tonight. And uh, another thing, he played 43 minutes, led the team in minutes again. It's something that... um, you know, we talked about uh, the other the other day, the AC Green Award, the most resilient, the guy who pl- plays day in and day out. Andrew Wiggins has done that his whole career, and they've leaned on him 
to be that guy to to defend the other guys be, or the other team's best player throughout the playoffs. He did another good job on Jason Tatum, forced him into an air ball there in the, in the fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, he's he's the AC Green Award. I know you want to hand out also a Most Valuable Canadian Award in the final skates. Jeez. I think he might win it. He's got that locked up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. sure. I think that's, uh, I don't think Stauskas is going to steal it from him. Uh, yeah, well, I couldn't think of another one. Yeah, he, he is the other one. Is there uh, another but, Canadian playing? Yeah. yeah no. So, no, those are the only two. <laughs> no, those two. <laughs> no, he's been a rock. He has been a rock. Um, yeah. Uh, amazing uh, amazing and yeah just to see him play with some some force it's it's unwiggins like but yeah on the day we talked about steph curry you know, being the best steph he ever was 132 straight playoff games he had hit a three in until tonight until his 133rd uh he 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 just kept missing shots. You could see him with his assistant coaches like, what the hell is going on with my flick? It ain't going down. What is happening? And that was odd to see. Uh, but, yeah, he was setting guys up. He was playing hard on defense. And it, the, the scary part for the Boston Celtics is they saw the Warriors get performances from so many guys not named Steph at home. You know, things can change the other way, but – I guess the, the clutch time minutes in this series have mattered. The worry in the coming into this series that the Boston Celtics hadn't been very good, even in the postseason in the last two rounds in clutch time. You saw it in game four, obviously. Trey brought up game one where they demolished uh, the Warriors, that huge comeback. But that was different. It wasn't really a, 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 you know a, an uppercut versus uppercut boxing type fight where you guys throw a big shot we throw a big shot they got the momentum at the beginning of that game in the or sorry the beginning of that fourth quarter and just kept rolling it, it, it they just haven't had you know that typical finals game where they you know took a big shot from the other team and then responded and took a big shot from the other team and then responded they were two and four in the last two rounds in games that went to clutch time games that went down to the wire and they just haven't been able to do that we just saw two bad games uh where they just flubbed in the fourth quarter and uh they really haven't done it this series i know game one was uh somewhat of a, it, it ended up being clutch time but it was a, a different game to me so that's that's kind of scary going forward because uh it's like they have to blow out the warriors to win why do you think that is why do you think that's happened trey i mean do, do you have a a guess is it you know they're still quote unquote young it's a lack of experience uh warriors have been here done that you know not that wiggins has but like what do you think the celtics tend to get away from the things they do best at the absolute worst times uh you know, I felt like Jalen Brown was playing in a crowd almost the entirety of tonight. He just could not get loose for the for most part of the game. Tatum was at his best when he was able to get to his step-back jumpers and at his worst when he was trying to create inside and not necessarily be able to find, uh, find, find teammates. Uh, the things that always work best for the Celtics are like simple plays, keeping things going, move it side to side, keep going. But the Celtics were taken out of their actions by the Warriors, they should have been able to, to feast inside a little bit here. You know, they got no points, basically, from Al Horford. Robert Williams didn't have the same impact that he's been having. You had Looney in foul trouble for most of this game. Draymond Green fouled out for the third time in five finals games. An amazing stat, the Dale Davis Award they're giving him. <laughs> you would think the Celtics would be able to get something going inside with both of the Warriors' two interior defenders mostly glued to the bench, or at least only able to go with one big for most of the time. But... 
for, you know, the past four or five seasons. There have been times when the Celtics turned into a jump shooting team, and there have been times, certainly in this finals, when they really have trouble with the crowds that are inside in the paint that the Warriors are able to do when they're swarming because they know if they're sending late help, they might be able to get a steal. They got 18 turnovers tonight and were able to turn that into a whole bunch of points. The Celtics just seem to make things harder on themselves than they need to, and it happens quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah, Jalen Brown ended up with five turnovers, Lee, and Tatum mm. with four. And uh, Jalen Brown had a really bad game. Uh, he picked up a, a bad, bad timing in the finals here to go five of 18, and he couldn't hit a three, so add him to that the list of guys that couldn't hit one uh, tonight. But the five turnovers and just, you know, he got to the line. I mean, he was attacking, uh, but they were. I mean, Draymond was on him a lot and on switches and stuff like that. They sort of bottled him up and realized you know making him have to put it on the ground mm. in with bodies that reaching in and probably grabbing a little bit that's he's he could be in for a long night and that was a rough one for him yeah he was definitely trying to force the action the the interesting dilemma that they have there is Robert Williams was a plus 11 in his minutes tonight uh, he's the only one who finished in a positive for the Celtics so again once he's out on the floor and I think you saw it late when they took him out and Steph drove inside and got that left-handed layup for a team and a guy who'd been struggling Steph basically saw no Robert Williams and said all right well I'll just go inside then because no one else can protect the paint and the rim uh, in the same way he can but I, again I wonder if it's to do with the injury his stamina or whatever it is that Udoka's going with. Maybe he's trying to get more uh, offense and trying to spread the floor. But uh, quite simply, Robert Williams, when he is on the on the court, he's been uh, extremely effective for Boston this entire series. So I think he has to figure out a way to not have maybe him and Horford out there at the same time and just see if Williams, because we've seen with his speed and his athleticism, he can get out and sort of uh, cover shots. So he can make up for lost ground there. And maybe that's what uh, Udoka needs to do more of in game six. I thought Draymond Green, though, tonight was actually much better. Certainly, I mean, he basically just had to turn up (laughs) and be better than he was there in in game four. But what I liked is early on, he attacked the paint and he got that big dunk and he he was sort of making smarter moves tonight. You know, he only ended up finishing uh, with a handful of points there, but I just, he finished, yeah, eight points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and he did foul out. Okay, not great, but that's sort of the way he plays. You know, he pushes things uh, to the limit there, but he just seemed to be, uh, certainly he rebounded from that terrible game four and that was really I think early on you wanted to sort of see that and I think he did set the tone a little bit there so that was huge I think for the Golden State Warriors and then Clay Thompson as well he he obviously uh picked up his game and continues to he's not quite looking like Clay but maybe and hopefully we get massive game six Clay again that would be awesome to close out there in Boston for him but uh yeah this one for the Celtics they're going to look back at this one and just figure out or try to figure out like How do we get that best lineup out there on the floor at all times and go back to, because basically the Celtics won seven and a half quarters of game three and four in Boston. They lose that last half of the last quarter and end up losing the game. But other than that, and what I noticed was they were attacking inside, just trying to go at Steph, trying to get uh, him basically into the paint, muscling him into the paint and score. Marcus Smart did a, a ton of that in game three. And he's gone a really a long way away from that. So I think that's what it is for the Celtics is, is take smarter shots and God damn it, keep better possession of the ball. Man, I was frustrated sitting in the house here by myself just going, these guys, if I did that when I was in under 12s, I'd be on the bench. But they're just oh, wow. sloppily just uh, laying the ball off. would have your ass riding the pine, would but they? <laughs> but the thing is, they haven't learned this lesson themselves throughout the playoffs. They did exactly the same thing against the Bucs, and they did the same thing against the Miami Heat. Remember Jimmy Butler just coming in and stealing the ball because Tatum, as great as he's been, he's got to, he can't just drop the ball off and expect his teammates going to get it. In the finals, you've got to... 
put a bit of put a bit of mustard on that ball and make sure your teammate gets it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, some credit has to go to the Warriors' defense, which For is sure, elite as but... well. I thought I thought actually what was happening in this game here is the defense is at such a high level, like the individual defensive play, players, and then of course the schemes that they're running and switches and just the effort, just the effort, and like. The refs, like, letting the guys, like, wrestle a little bit. There's a lot of contact off ball. If you just, like, actually stop watching the ball and watch, like, guys fighting through picks or coming around things, there's so much grabbing and stuff, and they're just, like, let them battle. Then it, like, caught up to these teams by the end of the game. I thought they looked exhausted. I thought they looked like they had just ran a, run a marathon, especially the Celtics. They were so tired looking as this game went on, Tass, in my opinion, uh, from which made sense, just the battle that they had been going through and the Celtics to get back in the game there in the third quarter, that they ran out of gas here. Uh, it appeared to me a little bit too. But, like, I mean, just the defensive intensity from both sides really is next level, I think. Yeah, they had uh, a serious plan coming into Game 5, the Warriors did. I thought they played their best defensive first quarter of the series. They really hadn't made their mark defensively in the first quarter until this one where they were real swarmy on Jason Tatum, showing him bodies wherever. And the the Jalen Brown plan was like six hands at the rim. You know, let him let him drive and then he won't be able to finish over us. And that kind of got in his head. Uh, Wiggins blocked him in the, in the first quarter there on a nice help play. And yeah, he just couldn't finish. And and then we saw a little bit in, in the fourth quarter of uh, that sloppy Jalen Brown dribbling in a football type thing where he just dropped the ball twice on mm-hmm. two straight possessions where they just needed somebody to right the ship. It was about seven minutes left when they had that bad Marcus Smart stretch and they're down eight and then here comes Jalen Brown. Uh, two possessions, he just lost the ball. He literally, it wasn't defense. Uh, he lost the ball in two possessions in a row and... Then started the avalanche, Tatum's air ball and, and nothing going right. Uh, there's been three games here where the Warriors defense uh, has held the Celtics to under 100 points. And the Celtics defense hasn't done that once against the Warriors, 100 plus in all five games. And uh, a part of it is just bad execution uh, by the Celtics. And, and, and part of it, yeah, is the Warriors throwing them off. But yeah, you'd expect the guys to be able to uh, just to hang on to the ball a little bit in the fourth quarter. They're, they're, they've they imploded a little bit in these last two fourth quarters. I don't think there's a a nice way to say it, and 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 that's uh, that's going to be the story. I think when for them, anyways, in the locker room, that's what Ima Udoka was talking about. I'm not so worried about our defense. We just got to do something on offense, and it didn't happen again. He was yeah. kind of a liar though about that defense because he was said he was happy with letting Steph score a whole bunch of points. And limiting yeah, the changed. rest of he the lied. Warriors. He completely changed that up for Game 5. They were yeah. all over Curry in this game. Yep. Did a really good job of limiting him. Limiting him. Only 16 points. Obviously 0 for 9 from 3. They did a great job of taking away Curry. But then the rest of the Warriors actually stepped up. Maybe not the most efficient games. But Wiggins showed up. Clay showed up. Poole showed up. They needed each of them for little 8-minute segments when Curry wasn't able to get going. And that was kind of a strength in numbers approach from the Warriors that really worked out. You look at what the Celtics got from their bench, basically nothing. Derek White, one point in 21 minutes. Grant Williams hit 1-3, and that's it for the competitive portion of the game. That's why it's kind of tough for them to find their best lineup in this game. When you really think back on the way the game went, nine turnovers in the first half for the Celtics, another nine in the second half for the Celtics. Basically, they got hot in the third quarter, made eight threes, and that's why they were even close and competitive in this game. Otherwise, it was a turnover fest. 
But that's something coming into the series that we all knew was going to happen at some point for the Celtics. It happened a little bit uh, early in the series. They did a good job of taking care of the ball, fell apart in the fourth quarter, no doubt, in game four. But in general, have cared for the ball pretty well until tonight when it was just a disaster and the worst possible time. And so, then Lou Cornett came in and hit a three. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. So, Lee, back to Wiggins here mm. because, you know, Wiggins Island is, I mean, you can't, you, could, you can't even hope to get a property right now. It's, <laughs> it's like throughout this postseason into the finals and after Game 5, People are even saying now it's going to get they're going to get greedy there uh, with Wiggins Island. It's going to be like uh, uh, Archipelago, where it's just going to they're going to like uh, like uh, United Arab Emirates. They're just going to build islands out of sand and stuff mm. like that, just more, so you can even really take advantage of this hot run here. Um, but can you nip in the bud right now for everyone this chatter that I definitely saw on Twitter? Who knows if it's hashtag sarcasm or not? But like. Hey, is Andrew Wiggins going to steal Finals MVP here? Is like he? I mean, should he be getting more consideration for Finals MVP? You know, he is playing great defense. He is having some pretty good games here. Uh, what do you say to those people tweeting such things? Nah, are, you t- that, are you are you pro or con? Uh, no, I'm, con, I'm definitely con. He's not going to steal it from Steph. There's no way in the world. He's definitely going to get the three Brownlow medal votes for tonight's game. Sure. No, no question about that. Uh, but Steph is, uh, this is the one game that Steph can afford to not have a great one because uh, the chances of Andrew Wiggins having another game of this standard are not very high. I don't think he was very good in the last game, but this was his high watermark, I believe, certainly for the series. Now, maybe he proves me wrong in game six and has another great game. Even if he does and even if the Warriors win, it's still Steph's 
to lose here for finals MVP because of everything else that he's done in the prior four games to this one. But uh, yeah, you know, like on Twitter these days, I mean, you can't just go out there and say something. You've got to start a fight, don't you? You've got to start, you've got to sure. cause trouble. You've got to Stir say something and get people going crazy. Uh, I mean, but that's also kind of how Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year. It was basically off a Twitter uh, narrative, wasn't it? So, uh, I mean, maybe... You've got to plant your flag, man. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Maybe if you can just sow enough doubt in the, uh, in, 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 the, in the minds of the voters, maybe Wiggins can get a couple of votes here. But uh, no, uh, Steph Curry <laughs> is going to win the award if the Warriors win the, the championship, Warriors. which... They very well are likely to do so now, even if it goes to another couple of games here. Um, and Tass, do you agree with what what uh, Lili's no. saying there? No, no, <laughs> give it to him. Give it to him. It'll just make Steph hungrier to win next year <laughs> or the year after that. Of course, of course, Andrew Wiggins should win it. He's going to win the inaugural Most Valuable Canadian Award and Finals MVP. I mean. I don't think this is happening, but it, I mean, I guess you could talk yourself into like a 30-point triple-double Wiggins game six victory and like a 12-point Steph game. Like, would that do it? I don't know. He'd get some votes no. probably. I don't think he'd still do it. I think uh, Curry would still win this. There's thing. no way. Him. Come on. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, no, Curry, just, Curry would have to miss every three for the rest of the series, uh, I think, right. to even make this close. How many assists... Does Wiggins have in the series? He's, he had six before this well, what game. What do you want him to do? He can't do it all. He's scoring, he's <laughs> he doesn't even have a he doesn't even have he's a triple rebounding. double with assists yet in the finals. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that hypothetical would be crazy then. If he goes yeah, that's a, a good point. That's a good point. He might get it. Okay, let's do the uh, the brown low then for tonight, mm. Lee. Why don't you take the first crack at it? And just for those that are new to the show here, I see a lot of people joining us here. Uh, live on YouTube. Shout out to the stream teamers, uh, both new and old. Uh, we've been doing the old AFL rules here yes. for every finals game where we give out three votes for the best player of the game, two votes for the second best player, one vote for the third best player. And the idea is you add them all up at the end and that'll be your finals MVP. So Wiggins is a no-brainer league getting the uh, three yes. uh, votes for finals MVP of game five. But yeah. who gets the second and third place? The, the one and two. Yeah, well, you know, again, in the brown though, you read the one first, the two oh, second, and the yeah, three yeah. third. So I'll start with the number one. <laughs> this finally and... explains why you always do your lists backwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. Five to one, one to five. Who knows? So, uh, look, again, yeah, I think there's a couple of guys in contention for that first vote. I thought overall Tatum was pretty good for the Celtics. I thought Jordan Poole in the sort of end of the third and into the fourth was okay there. But I think ultimately uh, Golden State Warriors one vote, D Green. Uh, I thought he was just. Uh, I wow. just thought he was better. I mean, look, wow. Steph. Steph, I don't think deserves a vote tonight. I, I think he was uh, really largely unimpactful. And then outside of that, um, you know, I, don't, I, I mean, Looney didn't really do anything. Obviously, no one else really contributed. So, uh, two votes. Uh, Golden State Warriors. K. Thompson. I think uh, overall he was. Uh, Pretty much the second best player out there. Hit, I think he finished with five threes. Kind of quiet five there for him, um, but hit some big ones. And the one where Mark, Marcus Smart, they showed the replay of it where Marcus Smart goes down. He's appealing for the for the offensive foul as he's still sliding. And Clay basically just shakes his head, knocks in the three, and then he goes down the other. And he was saying something. I couldn't lip read, but I think it was words to the effect of, that's a flop, motherfucker, or something like that. So, uh, you know, ultimately, Marcus Smart, sure. I, I, I love his intensity. I love his defensive efforts, but also, also these flops 
do sometimes come up to, uh, to to bite him in the backside, and I think they did there tonight. So <laughs> I'm going with uh, Draymond with one vote. Great bounce-back game. Two votes for Clay Thompson, and, of course, a Wiggins three votes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tass, can you make a – you're fine with that uh, oh, voting ballot? No, or I'm not, case? I'm not fine. Okay. That was a flop of a, of a selection. Okay. That was a flop mother <laughs> flopper. You missed on all three. No. Uh, well, obviously, Wiggins gets three votes, one vote. I'm not sure how it works. No, three. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> three so is the good, yeah. First place, three yeah. votes. Yeah. Three is the good. But, but you like That's to a go one from three. The... There's a reason they don't do this in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously, Wiggins. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with Lee that Steph, um, yeah, he, he obviously had a bad shooting night, but he did become an incredible decoy out there and they had to face guard him and that's why Wiggins had made up his mind and said well they're taking away our best player I'm gonna have to be our best player out there and he did an incredible job of it so Wiggins is in that spot but I'm gonna go with after Clay I'll throw Clay in second I'm gonna go with Curry third uh, because because of his impact I understand Dre had a solid game, and, and Poole hit that fantastic banker. But uh, I'm going to give Draymond Green an, another quick award besides the, the top three votes. I will go with uh, the most entertaining comment I saw in a chat group okay. for Draymond Green. So he, he wins the, like, the, the chat award. I don't know what to call it. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that jam that he had early in the game, it was a classic Draymond Green fake dribble handoff drive into uh, an empty lane for a big jam. I saw our buddy Grish say, that fake dribble handoff dunk was sick. Hmm. Who, who would say that? Who would say a fake my, dribble handoff in, in, into an empty lane? Um, so that was, was my... It was a little sick. Come on. That was Draymond's <laughs> was like, sickest Draymond's not throwing play. that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was his sickest no. play yet, I think. No, I think he had a crossover later when he was feeling good. He crossed That's over true. Derek White and got into the lane and hit a little floaty float uh, from 10 foot. Anyways, I just wanted to get that comment in there. So I just made up an award. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I, you can't, I don't think you can Celtic it up, can you, Trey? Uh, I wouldn't give any votes to the Celtics. You know, Tatum, I thought, had... An interesting game, 27 points on 10 of 20 shooting, and it felt like all 10 of his misses were air balls. It's like he was either making the shot or coming up completely short. I thought, you know, his first stint, he looked like Van Gundy was saying, he looks tentative, and I thought that was absolutely true. Looked a lot better coming back after that. Looked great in the third quarter, but in the fourth, settling a little bit too much for jumpers and just kind of couldn't save the Celtics when they absolutely uh, needed saving. So... Tatum, I thought, was very up and down, just like the Celtics were there in the entire night. He's kind of emblematic of their problems. I guess maybe you would say, as Jalen Brown goes, so go the Celtics more so. But Tatum, I thought he had a, he, a productive night, but not necessarily the most impactful night that we've seen. The only other guy I would consider, hey, what about these votes? Gary Payton the second. 15 points off the bench, three steals, five boards, was kind of all over the place as a cutter, six of eight from the field, just a little extra energy, and he gives you enough defense that you can play a tiny, tiny, tiny lineup and get a lot of shooting out there. Yeah, I think he was playing center at one point, uh, if I remember correctly, there in the first half. Yeah, I thought he was great. I definitely think he could be in consideration. And then Poole, like, just doing what they want Poole to do. Hey, turn the game on its head man like just come out fire away now he gets exposed they were going at him like that was becoming a bit of a uh, you know a storyline in this game uh at least uh, early on and they kept pointing it out in the broadcast and rightfully so but he did hit those like 
two threes at the end of the third quarter because Don't you had bang. Clay you had you had Clay hitting two threes near the end of the third quarter after the Dubs had missed fourteen straight if I remember correctly and then uh, and then I guess yeah then it was Poole there hitting the uh, crazy buzzer beater um, mm-hmm. and he finished uh, with a couple what three yeah three for six from uh, downtown overall so fourteen points for Poole and you know that's. That, that honestly is like at this point in the finals, hey man, give us 15 minutes and hit three threes and yeah, you're going to give some back on the other end, but make sure one of those threes uh, feels like 10 points with the crowd going uh, crazy as he banks it in. And holy crap, did that just get off his fingertips? Like that was a wicked uh, replay, the shot behind where the ball You can like almost see the clock through the gap yeah. in his fingertip and the ball, yeah. but I'm with you, Skates. It's like they only need, you know, 10 to 14 points from pool. But hopefully they come when Steph Curry is sitting down and he yeah. can just carry yeah. the offense for a little bit. And that's exactly what it was tonight, right at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth, getting the Warriors back into the game, giving them a lead, and then Curry comes back and you're you're laughing. Yeah, and he, he got goes. under Marcus Smart's skin there a few yeah. minutes into the fourth. That's a huge bonus if you're getting that from Jordan Poole and Marcus Smart was having that. That stretch we've seen Marcus Smart do, he was just forcing it. He thought, oh, my he team needs me here to just... Just give him everything I got. And sometimes it's a little too much. Yeah, you even saw Al Horford, I think. He was going over to him. Like, mm. hey, man, you got to chill out. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> we're, we're letting go Just of the rope. Just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 yeah, I mean, Poole got him. He totally flopped. He totally sold it, Lee. I mean, it was a yeah. bad, a brutal call. But, you know, it's one smart gets people on me for oh. so It's tough to be too upset about it, I guess. Mark is smart. Like, just disgusted when someone else flops and the refs call that. Yeah. He just yeah. cannot believe it. But uh, Jordan Poole had a burst there of about... 90 seconds, I think, in the second quarter where turned it over, just missed the three-pointer by a mile, doinked it off, uh, I think it was Bielitz's head there, and it just looked like everything he was doing was just going to benefit the Celtics. So, you know, that's a thing with a young player like that, though, and I think Steve Kerr sat him down for a while, and then he just hoped that he would go out there and be better, uh, and and he was, and he did hit some uh, sort of, you know, momentum-changing threes there for the Warriors. So Mm -hmm. he was good uh, in that part, but uh, overall, I think, you know, he was... Not as good as Draymond, not as effective as Draymond for me anyway. So, Tass, like looking ahead here to game six, I mean, we go back to Boston now. So, the, the, this this whole stat that was being shared every, you know, 10 minutes it felt like on Twitter about, oh, the Celtics always bounce back after a loss here in the postseason. Well, that's dead now, having lost Liars. <laughs> um, so, that, that streak is over. I think a lot of people are... I don't know what the the line is for Game 6. I wonder if uh, Celtics will be favored as the home team, but they haven't been all that great there. Like, what do you think here, moving back to Boston? Like, is this going to... Is the season ending on, what, Thursday night? Or are we going to Game 7, baby? So we're going back to Boston. Let me clarify, because we had this problem after Game 4 on the Immediate Reaction podcast. We said, we're going back... Lee said, we're going back to Boston, and I was confused... Lee, are you going back to Boston? <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. no. Okay, just just confirming. I, I don't know. So we're going back to Boston here. I think... The collective uh, we, man. Yeah. <laughs> collectively, I think the we. Warriors have the advantage here. Uh, again, I think it comes back to fourth quarter execution. I, I think that Steph probably bounces back, and they've got... Uh, a lot of the uh, momentum. Is there momentum between games? Not really, but I think everybody playing pretty well for them. The fact that Draymond Green uh, can now score, that's a big, big factor. 
Uh, you had Kevon Looney in crazy foul trouble. That probably doesn't happen again. I think there's a lot of good things going for the Warriors. If they're... If we have a close game, which uh, yeah, my feeling is that uh, the Warriors are going to get to a close game down the wire, I, I like the the dubs, um, even though I'm sure the Celtics will feel good at home. What do you think, Lee? Well, the Celtics are the early favorite, a four-point favorite, uh, the line I just saw. Okay. So interesting there. Um, but look, the Celtics have been in this position before. They were down against the Milwaukee Bucks. In fact, they had to go and win game six in Milwaukee, and they came back. But... I also just think this is a different situation now. And I think the Warriors' experience has just started to come through in the last probably five quarters here where, you know, the Celtics had a real chance to go 3-1 up and now they find themselves in a 3-2 hole instead and they have to now win to stay alive. So all those things about, you know, not, you know, not losing two in a row and they always bounce back. Well, now I think the pressure is really on them, obviously, to go out there and, uh, and, and perform at home in front of their fans. But I do think... Again, if they just if they take smarter shots and better shots early on and don't get themselves into a bit of a hole here, that's their best chance of at least seeing the Warriors off. But uh, if they play the way they did tonight where they were cold and the shots weren't falling and they didn't really change anything until all of a sudden the shots just started falling out of the sky uh, and they win that third quarter. I mean, they go out and win the third quarter convincingly and lose the game. That's just crazy because that's the one they needed to turn around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, like you're saying, they got the same shots they got in the first half. They just missed them in the first half. Like they took the weirdest path ever to be shooting 40% from three. Miss your first 12 mm-hmm. make the last eight. So if the shots are still good, like, why wouldn't they have a chance? Here's the hottest stat you're going to hear going forward until game six. The Warriors are 0-3 in road elimination games these playoffs. Lost to Denver. uh, The gentleman's sweep. Lost to Memphis in the game six. Lost to Dallas in game five before winning it in six in Oakland or uh, in San Francisco. I think the Celtics are going to win game six. We go into game seven, baby. Oh, get the Zaza clip ready? Get it ready. I mean, it's oh, always okay. in the stream yard, of course, yeah, yeah, once we'll we hit playoff there. time, but <laughs> keep it there at the ready. I won't accidentally uh, delete it or anything like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the best way to approach this series at this point is like, whatever you think's going to happen in game six, just uh, go the opposite. The so opposite. If you think the Warriors are going to wrap it up, uh, you know, just uh, pencil it in that we're probably going to a game seven. Um, but we'll see. You never know. And... They take care of the ball. I mean, that's the other stat you're going to see everywhere, too. When they do, they generally win. And when they don't, they tend to lose. <laughs> they need they need all the possessions they can get and stop, like, just handing it to the other team, the Warriors team, that then your elite defense isn't set up. And they can just score in transition, especially they're deadly, of course, like in uh, uh, sort of secondary three-pointers stepping into shots in, in transition. So, yeah, if they can uh, take care of it. And it also might be like, like, I feel confident Tatum and, and Curry will have good games here in game six on Thursday. I, I believe that if they cancel each other out, it really could be like, is Wiggins continuing to play at this level or is Jalen Brown have like an awesome, you know, game still in him here uh, in this series, which uh, I, you know, I, you could see him bouncing back because um, that's happened before here in the postseason. So we'll see. It's not till Thursday. Mm. Got a bit of a gap, bit of a gap, boys. Gapper. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's all right. Get them all rested up here and everybody healthy or at least a little healthier. Uh, I've, got a conspiracy. Really... I've got a conspiracy theory too. What's that? Adam Silver missed the game tonight. He's mm-hmm. in uh, health and safety protocols. Okay. He always gives out the trophy at the end of the season. Will he be out of protocols by Thursday? Or wow. does he need to drag it oh. out to Sunday? You know? He needs the extender, mm. Scott Foster. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a good conspiracy. I like I, no, it. Look, yeah, but they didn't I'm confirm. 
if he tested positive or if he was just a close contact. So, uh, you know, if, if, you, if the protocol is you've got to test negative twice within 24 hours, I think, from whenever you've been exposed or whatever. So he's got time here for game six. But if he tested positive, hmm, maybe he's out for game six as well. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Uh, who would, I mean, if, if he's not there, if Silver can't be there, and hopefully he's okay. Uh, mm. what, Mark, Mark Tatum? Has to be Tatum, that? yeah. Has to wow. be. Wow. Another Tatum? Yeah, Tatum for Tatum. Oh, yeah, wow. Well, he can't be giving the trophy to Jason on wow. Thursday. So. Oh. All right, Lee's calling game seven. He's saying uh, the, the, the conspiracy uh, Next level. is in here. Yeah, it's going to be set up for, uh, what's that, uh, Sunday night? What is Sunday it? night, yeah. Yeah, Sunday night game seven, okay. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Any other notes from this one? Uh, be it from things actually happening on the floor, the X's and O's, schemes, whatever decisions to be made, or random things. So you got something, Lee. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch the TV show Family Ties? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, do you remember they went from like Mrs. Keaton was pregnant and then like two seasons later they had like a seven-year-old in the house, um, uh, Andy? <laughs> because Jay-Z, Jay-Z was what? on the broadcast tonight and I was like – must be his daughter but like oh yeah how old is she i i I feel like like she's like only five years old but she looked like she was like a teenager on the side she had the big hoop earrings there you're talking about blue ivy blue ivy yeah yeah i was a little shocked too i was like wow Wow. i i thought she was younger (laughs) i don't know how old she is yeah but uh 10 she's 10 she's 10 oh, wow okay. well Jeez. and the other oh, the other cool sense. thing is um it, you know it, it's the same same um like when we saw uh unfortunately Gianna and, and Kobe together like you know Kobe was just a dad with Gianna and Jay-Z there with his arm around uh Blue Ivy there and she was kind of like dad what are you doing like don't embarrass me like <laughs> and then he gave her a big sloppy kiss as well like a big dad kiss like it was just a great moment you know the the big mogul there uh jay-z but he's just a dad with his daughter and his daughter was like all right dad play it cool man come on what's wrong with you okay great note <laughs> i'll follow it up with this one just a great photo from tonight's game especially when things were slappy for a little bit hey check out this it's a grant williams pick that I saw going around the AP. That's, uh, <laughs> for those listening, it's just <laughs> it's sort of Grant Williams popping Bielitsa in the face and making a great sort of derp face or something. I don't know how you describe the, it. The poses uh, are similar, but obviously they're a lot closer to like the Tim Duncan playing jazz, mm. I feel like, with the That's hands. That's exactly what going. I thought, Trey. But, you know, smashed much closer, like they're playing in a phone booth or something. 
Yeah, like maybe you could put yeah, like a violin for Grant. Yeah, he it could feels be a, like... a viola or a fiddle, yeah. perhaps, and, and then, then a and stand then sort up of a bass, stand up bass for yeah. Bailey. So yeah, somebody get to uh, hey, uh, graphic Mark, get to uh, to work if you can. <laughs> yeah, drop some instruments in this bad boy. Yeah, uh, and then the other note I had, um, we got a great shot of sea lions, and uh, <laughs> you know, just tanning, I guess, uh, at whatever pier just that lounging, is. Just lounging, man. Yeah. Uh, and we're That's at Wiggins Island, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, off the shore. Showing you a photo of a bunch of uh, sea lions. I saw Spencer Hall. Uh, Every day should be Saturday there. Um, he just he just tweeted, sea lions don't give a damn. Never have, never will. <laughs> were they moving? I guess that's were they, true. Were they, were they still? Was it a still shot? Or were they moving? Or was that just uh, my late night brain? I Maybe no, it was there was a, it was a live shot. It wasn't a photo. Yeah, they were they were. Oh, what? You know, oh, okay. maneuver here and there. Yeah, they're not moving yeah. much, but yeah. I thought they were twerking a bit. I'm not, <laughs> sure, I'm not sure what was happening. They were they were jiving. Lee, but you're a big zoo guy. You like uh, you like the sea lion? Uh, they usually smell when there's a big bunch of them like that. They usually they're pretty bit rough on the old nose. You're not close enough to know. You're, in that scenario, you're not close enough to know. If you see a sea lion out and about, you're you're no, marveling no. at the majesty. Like if you, uh, we we would we would make stops to see sea lions traveling up the Pacific Coast Highway. There's some beautiful oh, wow. spots where they're lounging, where they come up on these crazy rock structures. Yeah, does it smell like fish around there? Yeah, it's the ocean. You ever heard of it? Yeah, they but got it's fish like, in it. It's fine. It's like they're, it's they like they're cool. unwashed. They're, they're, they're the unwashed like uh, secret. What's the well, difference? What do you want them to do? Bathe? <laughs> yes. What's <laughs> the difference soap? between a sea <laughs> lion and a seal? Is this the start know. of a joke? Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, I'm the bo is that the? I'm answer? looking at them <laughs> going. The are they seals or One sea lions? One smells like shit. Sea I can't, lions smell like shit. I can't tell the difference between a sea lion and a seal. I'm just not sure. I mean, are they broing down? Are they are they enemies? Are they friends? Are they frenemies? I mean, what, what's the deal there? But yeah, no, they're pretty agile considering they're you know just blubber. Really, I mean, they uh, <laughs> the way they move around, they zip around. It's pretty uh, pretty effective, you know. Yeah. I find that most sea lions look like my dog Yams as she ages because they have like, you know, like the white face. A lot of the sea lions do Yams as she's getting older. You know, she's taking after her owner. She's graying rapidly. <laughs> uh, so she's got a very sea lion quality to Yeah, me. her body is even <laughs> Yeah, tubular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with small, short little <laughs> yeah. arms. Are in there I'll try and get like a, the best uh, the best aquatic creature looking photo I can find of her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Tass- the difference is I think the difference is between a seal and a sea lion is that a seal has been kissed from a rose. <laughs> Boo. No, but I honestly I think Javante Music uh, mentions here that seals have don't have whiskers. Sea okay. lions wow. do. Wow. And yeah, I think I think that's accurate. So and that's why I'm not a big fan of sea lions, I gotta be honest, Trey. I just don't like the whiskers. I don't like uh, the whiskers kinda <laughs> Creep me out a little bit, but a seal, straight up, I'm good with. So that. we think we think seals don't have whiskers. Yeah, and I'm not percent I whiskers. think I think that's accurate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody can maybe can confirm that uh, in the stream team. Does anybody else have any uh, random notes from Game Five of the NBA Finals? Um, Tass, you got anything else on your your list there? I'm all listed out. Yeah. We did a great job. We did an incredible job recapping everything that happened in this basketball game. Uh, I like Jalen Rose's suit. I thought he looked great. Yeah. You just reminded me. 
Tri-colored. I like uh, Lisa Salter's in her leather jacket, as I said. It had a Fonz vibe to it lately. <laughs> hey. Hey. You know, we already talked about family ties. Let's make an even older uh, reference with, uh, with uh, Happy Days. Or yeah, the Fonz. That's quite a uh, compliment to pay. <laughs> that is. Uh, yeah. Uh, look cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, Trey, oh. anyone else of note wearing something cool? Uh... <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> oh, that's a great way to possibly wrap this one up oh my god good good stuff uh you're not gonna find that type of insight on any other podcast out there uh so that's why you gotta subscribe to no dunks on youtube or wherever you listen and download your podcasts uh we are flipping this one into uh a podcast jd will be doing the work uh here in the well now early early hours of tuesday morning um but make sure you leave a five-star rating and review no Daily show on Tuesday. Uh, this will be the the pod of record, as we like to call it. Uh, I'm glad I got that thought in then. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You're, it's right. I, mean, I guess you could have dropped it. Maybe you'll be doing something similar on No Breaks tomorrow or today, that's I guess, good, on Tuesday. Yeah, that's a good point. That's actually on 1 p.m. Eastern Tuesday, not it Monday. Is. It's official. Skeets, we gave out our Brownlow medal votes. Yep. Don't you have a medal somewhere around there? Uh, it's in a bag still. A metal uh, in a bag, packed up. I, I, precious cargo. People want to hear look, about I've, the race, bro. Yeah, I mean, I could save it for another podcast. It's late. We got to get Lily to bed. Uh, but it went great. Uh, you guys talked about it this morning. I, I, I PB'd. I'm headed back to Boston. I, I, it was a really fast downhill course. The weather was incredible. It was crazy coming back to Atlanta, how hot it is here. Especially oh, how like, oh, cool yeah, it is in crazy Washington hot here. Uh, I didn't see any sea lions, but I saw some big-ass deer, Lily. Mm. I saw the biggest deer I've ever seen, like, up close. Like, deer are not usually that. Like, this is how big it was. <laughs> we saw it from, like, 100 yards. We were driving. I thought it was a, We thought it was a moose. I thought you were running. No, I, we, this, we were driving <laughs> to the eventual race. Okay. No wonder you set a and, PB downhill yeah, exactly. in a car. They'll have to check me. have to check my uh, my mat times. Check me in the photos. That guy's going 65 miles per yeah. hour. Uh, no, we thought it was a moose. And we're like, holy crap. And then, no, we just got closer. It was the biggest deer I've ever seen. Mm. And side, side note, around mile 23, like getting close to ending the marathon on this, like, it's it was a really, like, you know, uh, trail race and stuff like that. We were in the, like, beautiful scenery. You're like, in this, it's basically mountain or pass, I guess. But we're coming to the end. The biggest piece of turd, <laughs> uh, like that I've uh, since the farm, since seeing cows do their business, mm. and you know everybody, everybody running by, like that's the I hate to see that dog and stuff like that. Like this thing was insane, and like we just kept thinking, like some if somebody stepped in that, their race was ruined. Mm. Like it would have devoured them. Uh, it was that big, so it's like the Jurassic Park uh, <laughs> turd. Oh, big yeah, deers, like, big deers lead to big poos, I suppose. I mean, yes, uh, it was it was I crazy. Mean, you know. Is that why big massive dumps was trending today? It may have been. It may have been. <laughs> it was. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, the race went fine. Saw a big turd, and before the race, saw a big deer. Were they related? Probably. <laughs> But, that's uh, a good report, man. Yeah, that's a perfect report. It's a great race. It's a great race. You know, I think yeah, a part so of the a part of the, I guess, uh, 
the requirement of a big turd, you know, uh, sort of having that, that sh the, the proper form to create a big turd is that it just can't fall apart. You know, it could be a big turd, but somehow it falls apart. But if you see like a big turd that looks like the actual poop right. emoji, it's I mean, like it's the poop emoji, but huge. Wow. The size of like, I'm talking about bigger than like a basketball. Man, my kids no, love no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm dead serious. Impossible. I'm dead serious. I was like, what from it? Why did you stop to take a picture? Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, actually, I found the picture of it. Oh, yeah. My kids would love it. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. I mean, you're a little smaller. You were running there in your black uh, dress shirt. Yeah, that's me. That's me at mile 23. I turned into Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I race so quick. I run so fast. I turned into a Jeff Goldblum. Oh, chaos theory. Uh, Everybody becomes Jeff Goldblum at some point. That's right. That's right. Uh, sorry, Lee. You said your kids would have loved that. Oh, turn, they right? big poo. Yeah, they would have, yeah, yeah. They would have been. Good. Yeah, good. Absolutely good. love them. Yeah, big wow. poo heads. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh it. yeah. Oh, love I know it. what I was gonna say. Yeah, I am. I'm out of it. I my our flight got delayed flying back today. Nothing worse than coming from the west coast to the east coast. Like, you're just like bye day. You're like see ya. See ya day. Whole day's gone. Doesn't like it doesn't matter, you know. It's a long flight, I guess, but then it's like the time difference, like. And so I was racing to get back to us. I I nearly missed the start of the game. Incredibly, just got back like uh, they tipped at like what nine oh seven or something like that. Got in at like nine oh five into the house, so we were all good. But uh, I'm a real yeah. scumbag, Steve, right now. <laughs> Sweat guy. Oh man, I you know you feel so gross after uh, like any sort of uh, flight, especially a cross country one. So yeah. Yeah, I was worried about you because usually, you know, when you get back, you would message on Slack. So I was Slack tracking you. Yeah. I was checking your little active icon. Where's this guy? Yeah, Where's man. this guy? Just pushing it close. I thought, you, thought Slack tracking. Slack tracking. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But we're here and we made it happen. Good. Good. And you Good. got our immediate reaction to game five of the NBA finals. But let's hear what you guys thought. Leave your thoughts in the comments below the vid or tweet them in at No Dunk Sync. Like I said, no show on Tuesday. No breaks, though, over on the No Breaks YouTube feed and podcast feed. Trey and Graydon talking about the last weekend's race. Uh, I, I did hear you say Ferrari botched it again. Is that what happened? Oh, double DNF skates. Oh, jeez. Jesus. Leclerc retired from first place once again. Oh, my God. Baby Monaco. What is going on? Uh, okay. Well, you'll hear uh, Trey and Graydon break down that race. Maybe look ahead to uh, Montreal is the next one. I know that because that is where my wife is headed my for uh, the Montreal Grand Prix, uh, the F1 race up there. So looking forward to no breaks there on Tuesday. And then we'll be back uh, on Wednesday. Some talk of hustle, a little Ooh. film session. In the mix, you guys were uh, spitballing that idea on today's podcast, and that would be a really fun one. I heard the glowing review from JD. This has me fascinated that JD's saying this is basically the perfect Nearly movie. Nearly perfect. <laughs> JD saying this is a basketball movie? Unbelievable stuff. So I think we have to do a hustle watch and uh, you know share our thoughts on that and get JD's opinion on it for sure. Um, so that's probably coming down the pipeline. We'll get you ready for uh, game six there on Thursday. And uh, we'll see whether or not we're headed to a game seven baby. But lots of podcasts coming this week. But let's just go to bed because I am absolutely exhausted. Clever Rose. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you don't come to no dunks for your animal facts. I love... How uh, I refuse to look up it, whether sea lions or otters have whiskers, and, and everybody in the stream team saying they both have whiskers, idiot. And actually, Felix Mintu one upping that and saying 
because I was clapping like I was a seal. He said, sea lions are the ones that clap. Seals have small front flippers. I don't believe you, but maybe you're right. Yeah. All right. There's your seal facts for the day. <laughs> Brace the day, people.